Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of Sixers Daily. I'm your host, Jazz Kang. Philly goes down yet again. Been an ugly road trip so far, this time losing 118-111 against the Portland Trailblazers. Before I jump into that, the semantics, though, don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we are there. And, of course, check out libertyballers.com for all your Sixers needs. So, going into this game, there was some good news. The Sixers got Matisse Thibel back. He was, of course, dealing with the league's health and safety protocols alongside Joel Embiid. So it was good to see him back. Joe, though, unfortunately, if you haven't heard, likely won't be back for the rest of this road trip, aiming for the 27th when they're back home against Minnesota. Uh, Joel, obviously a part of the health and safety protocols is one reason why, but he's also dealing with some knee soreness. So again, hoping that's nothing long-term and to make things worse, although they did get Thibel back for this one, Tobias Harris ended up leaving the game late uh, looked like he was limping after taking some contact on the drive and didn't play over the last two, three minutes, although it was it was still pretty close. So you would expect to see him out there. So we'll wait to see what happens with his injury in the coming days. Hopefully, again, it was just a stinger, a little bit of a roll of an ankle, but he'll be OK for Monday's game against Sacramento. But it was kind of indicative because you saw the Sixers get off to a really slow start. They were down 7 nothing, and then they kind of started to get going offensively, ended up only down by 5 after 1. But that second quarter, though, that was something to keep an eye on. The Sixers scored just 9 points in 10 minutes, found themselves down by 13 with just under 4 to go in the first half, made a bit of a run, got it down to 8 going into the break. But you look at the numbers from that first half, 3 of 15 from deep. That carried over into the second half as well. The Sixers ended up shooting 10 to 28 overall compared with the Blazers who went 15 to 34 tough to win games, especially close ones like this when you're allowing the other team to make that many threes. And you're obviously shooting as poorly as, as the Sixers did in this one. And, you know, I mentioned Dame as well. I mean, he was great in the first quarter, but also managed to, you know, get every shot he wanted. He had 39 points, seven dimes, went 14 to 14 from the free throw line. So you're looking at him and like, damn, he would look good in a Sixers uniform. Because at this point, Tyrese Maxey looks like he's played himself into, like even if Ben comes back, it's going to be tough to take the ball out of Tyrese Maxey's hands. Like he looked fantastic, especially in the fourth quarter. And the Sixers were kind of hanging around in this one. And, and like I mentioned, that second quarter was pretty ugly. But Tyrese Maxey really kept this team in it. He finished with 28 points, nine dimes, Went 9-9 nine nine from the free throw line. Very aggressive getting to the hole. Aggressive getting into the paint. If you have a chance to look back at the highlights because he had a couple of uh, awesome plays late in the fourth quarter that ended up being and ones and difficult, difficult shots. But just the way he's carrying himself and the way he's looking, that's been the one bright spot coming out of this whole Ben Simmons saga is that Tyrese Maxey looking like as a second-year guy, drafted number 21 overall, still obviously very, very young and raw, but you're looking at him and thinking, man, this guy's putting his stamp on this squad. And even, again, I don't think Ben Simmons is 
ever going to play another game in a Sixer uniform at this point. Just and that might change. Like my, my what I'm talking about is my thoughts. Is given you know the circumstances that we've seen, but it's almost making me wonder if Daryl Morey and the Sixers management should you know look at someone even if you can get the right four at this point you can get a a great two guard and, and maybe you know have to move Seth to the bench if you have to again I'm not saying he's playing bad but if you can get an all-star level guy like Tyrese Maxey deserves to be out there and he's been showing that really especially over the last couple of weeks but throughout the entire season that he's ready to rise to the challenge of dealing with not having a prototypical quote-unquote point guard on the roster but you know, again, looking at this game, the Sixers really just struggled to get things going offensively, defensively, not very good in terms of getting out and challenging the shooters. I mentioned how well Portland shot from outside, but but even then they had it at five with less than four to go. Maxi, who I've praised that I'm going to continue to, ended up taking a, a pretty wide open three-pointer, missed it. Dame ended up hitting a pull-up jumper to get it to seven, and then the Sixers were just basically seesawing between being down by five, six, seven. And so that's why the score at 118, 111, I mean, it was close, but maybe not as close as the score indicates because the Sixers did make a couple of runs, but really struggled with getting things going, especially early on offensively. There was a lot of one-on-one, not a lot of ball movement. And then there were stretches where the Sixers would go on a run and you would see them passing the ball, moving things around. And, and eventually at the end, it became Tyrese Maxey's show, especially with, with Tobias Harris, who had 28 as well, out of the game over the last few minutes. You got to see what Maxey can do. So again, I mean, this is going to be a tough road trip overall. It doesn't matter any way you slice it, just given the fact that you've been missing, you know, your top guy in Joel Embiid and, and be dealing with a ton of other things as well. But you're looking at this Sixers squad now sitting at, nine and eight on the season again after starting off eight and two so basically they're in a position now that they've lost six of seven trying to hopefully catch their footing again playing a sacramento team on monday that they should beat even without joel and then you got a tough one on wednesday and of course if everything goes right they should be able to beat the nba leading golden state warriors i'm talking if everything goes right in the sense that steph curry struggles uh everything goes right for the sixers in terms of hitting all their shots but Again, you're looking at this, hopefully go one and one come back home at 10 and nine before taking on Minnesota on Saturday and have Joel Embiid back in the lineup. And then this schedule does ease up for a little while. The Sixers will play Minnesota on Saturday, Orlando at home, go to Boston, go to Atlanta, and then have two games in Charlotte uh, coming up after that before taking on Utah and Golden State at home. So you're looking at that stretch. Hopefully the Sixers can get back to full health, get back on a run and cement themselves again amongst the top teams in the Eastern Conference. But again, they're going to need to figure out things without Joel, especially getting the ball moving on the offensive end. And if they're not, give Tyreek Maxey some more run with the ball in his hands. Let him try and create. Like I said, he just looks so much more comfortable growing into his role as a point guard. He, at this point, is looking like a guy who can carry the load offensively, given the fact that Joel's out there. Obviously, you have Tobias Harris, who regardless of what you think about his contract, is still a pretty damn efficient producer, especially on the offensive end. So again, I'm looking for Doc to maybe make some adjustments on Monday against Sacramento. Hopefully they can get out of there with a win against a, a team that's, again, not very good in, in the Kings. We're 6-10 and 10 right now, lost a couple in a row. So that, that's going to be something to build off of. But, you know, the Blazers in this game, and you're thinking, well, they took care of business without a lot of their guys when they beat the Blazers at Wells Fargo. Well, you're looking at this, Portland's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde compared to where they are at home and where they are on the road. 
at home, the Blazers are eight and one on the road. They're one and seven. So you could see the differences just in terms of the record of what you're dealing with in Portland. And again, the Sixers have played a ton. They've been on this long road trip and dealing with everything. They're still going to get a bit of a pass. I think just from the media and just from fans too, given the circumstances of what we've seen around the team, but you know, they need to start getting some wins together. And again, hopefully they can win at least one of these games coming up early next week, Sacramento Monday, Golden State Wednesday, and then get home and get on a bit of a run there before we get into December. That'll do it for this episode of Sixers Daily. Before I wrap things up, don't forget, subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us anywhere you get your fix. And of course, check us out at libertyballers.com. Thank you.